0: Everyone thinks their restaurant or bar has the best one. In Texas, it might even start a fight. And it's made from very simple ingredients that can be very complex. Some people try to even make it scientific. Have you figured it out yet? We'll also have a product review. It's not your high school tequila shot. Recipe of the week, straight from Key West, and no, Jimmy Buffett has absolutely nothing to do about it. My personal restaurant and bar experience this week, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Liquid Assets, Pouring Profits into Your Beverage Business, a free podcast helping restaurant and bar owners, bar managers, bartenders get consistent, profitable results. I'm your host, Jerry McGill, CEO and founder of Liquid Assets. Having started in the bar business in 1984, yes, that means I'm old, but with lots of experience and some really cool stories. Before we jump into the show, I need to tell you and give you a reminder to go to liquid-assets.com to download the five Ps of a consistent and profitable beverage program book and my free recipe book courtesy of liquid assets and yours truly so let's jump into the show and get her going well if you haven't figured it out today's show's about margaritas yes good old-fashioned margaritas now everybody has the argument of who made the first margarita and if you go onto to the internet you'll see a whole bunch of people that say this person invented it this person invented it somebody in california mexico i don't know there's probably some texan claiming he made it so anyway i don't know who invented it, it doesn't really matter it just matters that uh somebody created it and Now there's hundreds of different versions and flavors and all that kind of stuff. So frozen margarita machine. That one we know for a fact. It was invented in Dallas, Texas in 1971. Gentleman owns a Mexican restaurant there, and his point was the blenders weren't keeping up. He was selling so many margaritas that, and probably wearing blenders out every week. So... He happened to be in a 7-Eleven, saw a Slurpee machine, and asked the question, why not? So, he purchased an old uh, soft-serve ice cream machine and started running margaritas in it. And now you have frozen margaritas coming out of a soft-serve ice cream machine. I will tell you, it works, but not real well comes out to frozen and takes some time for them to thaw out a little bit. Now they specifically make machines just for margaritas or frozen cocktails that you see pretty much on every street corner. It seems like, like I think every restaurant in Texas owns a margarita machine. So we need to thank that gentleman for taking that challenge and doing it and executing it and now. Those things are everywhere. And that machine, I think that was about 50 years ago. And I think that original machine is in the Smithsonian in Washington, DC is the very first margarita, frozen margarita machine made. Next big question, fresh or cocktail mix? It just depends. Problem is with fresh lime juice, is that if you store it for any significant time and don't use it, lime juice turns brown. So even when you add lime juice to a base mix and say it's 10% lime juice or 20% lime juice, the problem is is if you set it on the shelf and it sets for any given period of time, it's gonna turn brown. And they try to hide it in a black container or a dark container so you don't see the ugly brown lime juice inside. So that being said, it's give or take. Now, the fresh lime juice tastes good, works good. Like I said, the biggest problem is it don't last very long. If you're doing high volume and can burn through it, great. Other problem with lime juice is, is that it's inconsistent. And they can say, no, we can pretty much get it consistent. No, you can't. Limes are gonna have different amount of acid, sugar, things like that, depending on when they're harvested by the uh, period of time, whether it's fall, winter, spring, whenever. So that's gonna be a little bit of an issue too. Now, yes. I do sell cocktail mix. But we'll get into that in a minute and why we use a dry powder mix for our margaritas instead of liquid. So, the other part of fresh lime juice and or mixes is that you can use uh, simple syrup or agave nectar as a sweetener in it. Now, a lot of times that's obviously in, you know, liquid mixes. So, then the, vari- the other variables are triple sec, lime juice, Cointreau, Grand Marnier. I have a product that I prefer as far as orange goes, and it's called Paula's Orange Liqueur. It's made here in Texas, I think in the Dripping Springs area. Very, very, very orangey flavor. So, that being said, you don't have to use as much of it, and it gives you a maximum amount of orange flavor, and I mean it is orange flavored, which does make the margarita, I personally think, a little smoother. So, now, I was talking about the lime juice turning brown. I have nothing against using fresh lime juice, but we had... A customer back some years ago was using fresh lime juice, making their own simple syrup, and adding their alcohol to it and everything. But it was such a hassle, and it was getting inconsistent. They were putting too much sugar, not enough sugar, and doing those types of things. So, biggest problem was they wanted consistency in it, and they weren't getting it out of the lime juice or, you know, in the mistakes being made by it being mixed came to us and said can you make a cocktail mix that tastes like fresh squeezed lime juice my first answer was yes wasn't sure how we were going to do it but we were going to do it and we did do it so the solution to that problem with the powder we used a powdered mix and we basically took lime juice that had been drum dried, spray dried, freeze dried, spray, you know, spray dried there's a whole bunch of different ways of doing that now you'll be familiar with it where they take things and they dehydrate them and take all the moisture out of them it's the same scenario they just do it through a different process of either, you know, freeze drying it, drying it in a drum Herd spray so that's what we did so we used a little bit of all of them to figure out which one would work best and it ended up being a combination of those and it worked. So the margarita mix that we made we did copy it. It took a lot of lime solids but it was not cost effective. when we did the costing on it, we told the customer, you're not going to buy this margarita mix because it's going to cost more than you do it with a fresh. Much more. So it's not worth doing. Now, we went back and started pulling lime solids out of it till we got it to a point where we thought the quality was still there, but yet it was cost-effective. Customer agreed. We private-labeled that product for him and did it and they still use that product to this day now i took it one step further and started putting lime solids back in it drove the price back up a little bit but i got it to where i liked it and where i thought it should be and since i was making it for myself and putting my own label on it it became cost effective for me to do it and to be able to sell that product to my customers not a private label situation so that's what we did and that product today is the liquid assets top shelf margarita mix and we went ahead and put some orange solids in it so we didn't have to add triple sec to it as another cost taken out of it so all you had to do was add tequila and water to it. So, that's how we kind of solved that problem, and we don't have to do it. We don't even make or carry a margarita mix in liquid, I don't think. If we do, i am be surprised, because I know every time we tried to do it and put lime juice in it, it turned brown, like I said, in a relatively short period of time. That's the problem. That's why I like dry powder mixes for margaritas only. All of our fruit flavors, strawberry margarita, I mean strawberry, pina colada, mango, all the other flavors that we sell and fruit flavors are all done in liquid with puree in them. The only one we don't do that with is the margarita. Obviously, like I said, because of the lime juice situation. So, that being said, let's get into the aspect of tequila to those mixed to it. We've already talked about the triple sec. We've talked about the lime juice. Let's talk about tequila. Now, I believe that the margarita mix, since you're adding that and water together, the mix makes the biggest difference in there. Because it's the largest percentage of, you know, product in the, like a five-gallon batch. The water with the uh, mix is a bigger percentage than the tequila. I believe you can put a middle-of-the-road or cheap tequila in there and still get away and have a decent quality. There's not any need to go to a top shelf and use a high-end tequila. I think there's some middle-of-the-roads. In fact, our product review for the week, we're gonna discuss one particular tequila here in a few minutes, and I think it works good, and you can still call it a top-shelf margarita because it is a 100% agave product. No need to put Patron. Personally, don't like it. I think they just charge for a big fancy Hand blown glass bottle, which you promptly throw in a trash can. I don't think it's any better. They promote it if it's better and they sell it at a high price. The tequila I'm going to talk to you about, I think this is good and it's half the price of a drum. And it's got a pretty good name on it too. So now, silver reposado. Or Añejo. My personal opinion is silver tequila goes in margaritas. You can put a Reposado in there. I think you're a blooming idiot. And I think it's a disrespectful thing to do to put the Añejo, which is a highly aged tequila, in a margarita. I just think it's wrong. So, my opinion. Silver has that peppery kind of flavor to it, which adds into the margarita. It is a non-aged product. The Reposado is aged in oak for a period of 2 to 12 months, and then you get into the Añejos, which are aged between 1 to 3 years. My personal opinion is those are designed to drink straight or on the rocks, not for margaritas. My favorite of those is Don Julio 1942, and then Jose Cuervo's got a product called the La Familia Reserve, and uh, I think that's an extra añejo age for I think a minimum of like three or four years in old barrels, so it's, it's extra aging to it. So. Anyway, those are what we're talking about as far as margaritas. If you agree, great. If you disagree, let me know. Give me your reasons why. I'd be curious. I've been doing this with margaritas for a long, long time. And it just seems like this is what we've learned from our experiences doing this with a lot of our customers. So I'd love to hear your feedback on it. And So now let's uh, move on to a product review. All righty, product review. That's what we're gonna discuss right now. And for that product review, you know what? Let's make a drink first. I'll pour a little bit of this up, taste it while I'm discussing it. Glass. Yep, that one. There's a little ice. Pour it up. Yeah, that's about enough. Stir it a little bit. Yeah, perfect. That's good. The product review today Is Jose Cuervo Tradicional Tequila the Silver? It is 100% blue agave. It is refined perfectly, as far as I'm concerned. And when they bottle it, they use a special process to conserve its flavor and finishing at freezing temperatures. That means it can and should be kept cool in the freezer and served as a crisp, smooth, frozen drink. Makes it perfect to put over ice or in a frozen margarita. I love this tequila. Not because it's anything overly special about it, other than it's high quality at an affordable price. I personally have recommended this for a lot of people making margaritas or frozen margaritas in their restaurants and bars only because of the high quality at an affordable price. Sure, you can buy cheaper tequila. You can buy more expensive tequila. But the middle of the road here, it's safe. It's got a good name on it. You can brand it. It's not that... Mixto tequila, the gold Cuervo that you drank when you were in high school and did shots of and got sick and now you don't want no part of it. This is a good 100% agave, blue agave tequila. Great product. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it will serve the purpose of a restaurant or bar. Cuervo is the number one selling tequila, Sold over four million cases, which makes up a third of all tequila sold in the U.S. It's owned by the Beckman family. It was introduced May twenty seventh of seventeen ninety five. That makes it over two hundred years old. They've been making this. Do you think they know something about making tequila? Yes. So, great product. I personally enjoy it, and I'm enjoying one right now. And I think that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail about this product other than I like it, and I recommend it. Try it in your frozen margaritas or your rocks margaritas. If you're using fresh squeezed lime juice, I don't care. Try it and tell me what you think. I want to give you another reminder here to go to liquid-assets.com to download today my cocktail recipe book for free. Also, the Five P's of a Consistent and Profitable Beverage Program book courtesy of Liquid Assets. And we'd also like to ask you a favor to please follow us on Liquid Assets' Facebook page and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you. So now we're going to talk about my personal experiences in restaurants and bars this past week, and I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, Saltgrass Steakhouse in Meyerland here in Houston. Went in one night think it was on a Thursday night, and we sat at the bar, my wife and I, Renee, sat at the bar. We were on one end of the bar, and real quickly, I noticed there was only one bartender, and the bar was full. restaurant was crowded, too. Now, Naldo is the bartender's name, and I'm going to brag on him now. He was stuck behind a bar for himself. And he did extremely well under the circumstances. Yes, they were slow getting drinks out and getting food out. He's a one-man show. The restaurant was crowded, and obviously they were short bartenders. This is all during COVID, obviously, going on just before Christmas. Don't blame the restaurant. Don't blame anybody. It's just the circumstances of the of the day. Short-staffed, and it's hard to find people, but they were doing the best they can. Saw several managers come back and wash dishes and help him periodically through this, but he's a one-man show. He point-blank told everybody, look, work with me here. I'm one man. Trying to get this done and get you served. And yes, it's going to take me a few minutes to get to you. And I'll get you in the order that you came and try to remember all that. That guy did a freaking phenomenal job. Very chatty, taking care of us. Never got frustrated. You never saw any frustration on him, even though I saw several of the people at the bar going, man, I wished I could get back there and help you because you're just covered up. And he was superior at handling that and everybody at the bar felt sorry for him. And I'm sure he got good tips that night because he busted his butt trying to get it done as fast as possible and keep everybody happy. Food came out fine. The service was good. It was obviously, like I said, it was a little slow because he was a one-man show and the restaurant was crowded and packed, basically. But they did a phenomenal job of it and he took charge and he did the job. Naldo is the man's name and if you ever go into the salt grass at Meyerland... They're on 610 here uh, in Houston. Say hello to him. Good bartender. Knowledgeable. I had two of the same drinks. Both of them tasted exactly the same. They were consistent. No issues there. The only one issue I saw was their draft beer. Was coming out real foamy. And they were losing a lot of beer and foam. But other than that and the short staff, which there's not a whole lot they can do. They're trying their best to get that resolved. It was good food, good service. The guy did a good job under those circumstances. So here's a shout-out to Naldo at Saltgrass. He's been there for a few years, left, said he came back and was at another Saltgrass and all that. So Naldo, here's the tip of the hat to you professional bartender knowing what he's doing and handling his business and taking care of it, here's an attaboy for you. So let's move into the recipe of the week. Well, I guess you can figure out probably what the recipe of the week's gonna be. Yes, it's a margarita. So my margarita is a Key West lime margarita. I like Key Limes. I'm a huge Key Lime Pie fan, and it shows around my waist, obviously, but I like Key Limes, and I like Key West, too. It's I think that's the people watching Capital of the World. You see them all. So let's take a shaker glass, put some ice in it. We're going to add two ounces of... Fresh key lime juice. I personally, Nellie and Joe's is the brand that I get out of the grocery store. I think you can find it in almost any grocery store. Nellie and Joe's key lime juice. Two ounces. You need to have about half to three quarters of an ounce of agave nectar i prefer the light and then i add a quarter ounce of paula's orange liqueur if you want to use grand Marnier or cointreau or something else i would only use i would use a half ounce quarter ounce of paula's it's got so much orange flavor in it you that's about all you need if you want salted rim salt the rim on a short glass another side note here is that you can take some fresh cut jalapenos muddle them a little bit in the bottom shake them real good when you shake the whole drink put some ice in that cocktail glass and strain it into the glass and i will tell you it is a great margarita Key limes are a little bit more tart, but I like that, especially with a little bit of salt and jalapenos in it. That is my personal favorite. You can do it without the jalapenos. It works just as good. It just depends on the mood I'm in or the mood my wife is in at the time. I generally make two of these at a time because I like to share with her. So... Anyway, that is the recipe of the week. Try it, Joy. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you like, dislike about it. If you got a little bit different version of it, let me know. But try it out. Key lime margarita. Thank you for listening to this episode of Liquid Assets Pouring Profits. If you like this episode, or think it would be useful to someone else, please feel free to share it. And if you have any questions or comments, let me know on the Liquid Assets Facebook page. And remember, Vincent Van Gogh said, Great things are done by a series of small things brought together.